All right. Hello, everyone. This is your girl, Jess, a.k.a. of the gods, a.k.a. J Money, a.k.a. Juicy Motherfucking J. And I'm here with my roommate, Brittany. Hello, guys. How are you? So we're here having a conversation, you know, as I tend to have with my homegirls. And this time we're talking about the anxious, approaching 30-year-old male. And the seemingly epidemic with men who are coming into their 30s needing to settle the fuck down all of a sudden. And the crazy thing is, these type of men tend to be men who have lived the fuck out of their lives, right? They lived a life of 20s where they were up and down, hoeing the streets, getting it where they could, breaking young hearts, fucking shit over, working the hell out of some good-ass women, mm-hmm. right? And then leaving them high and fucking dry because they just weren't ready. And yet, would they find themselves on the cusp of 30, right, or into their early 30s, feeling this intense anxiety. And they begin to displace this shit on the women around them. And so Brittany and I have some experience dealing with such men. And we're going to talk about kind of like what this shit's about. Like, what do we make of this? So I actually had a conversation with my cousin, like, I think like a week ago, and he's actually approaching 30. And I remember him telling me when he was around 27 that he had broken up with his longtime girlfriend because he felt like he didn't know whether or not she was the one for him. And they had been in a Hmm. long-term relationship for three years, and he wanted to go out into the world and, you know, basically explore ex- explore because mm-hmm. he felt that when he approached 30, that after he turned 30, he would want to settle down. Hmm. Yes. And I have actually had this conversation with numerous men. And then the crazy thing is, too, I talked to this guy who was 34 last week as well. And we had a talk as well. And he was saying that he felt like now that he's 34, he feels like he might have missed his mark Mm. and took too much time Uh now. So I think it's literally that age range from like 28 to 32 where men just feel very like pressured Mm -hmm. to like find this like person that's just gonna like you know, they're going to be able to have kids with and settle down and have this kind of life that they've always seen for themselves. But I just think it's crazy because I feel like a lot of these men have encountered women, great women. Mm -hmm. We all know them. The girls that are going to school, taking Mm -hmm. care of themselves, you know, how to cook and everything. Mm -hmm. And they've left them Mm -hmm. because they just felt like, hey, like, you know, I'm 25, 26. I'm still, I still young. Have time. I have life to live. Exactly. So let me live my life. Exactly. So And then we come to a point where we have women like us, right? Who are like in our later 20s, mid to late 20s. And we're still trying to figure things out. We have pretty set careers or trajectories of careers at least, you know. We're graduate students, early stages of our careers and our professional life, doing the do out here, making marks for ourselves, okay? And so we're out here just trying to date because we realize that this is the time for us to continue exploring and continue dating to figure out what it means to actually be with someone. What are the qualities and characteristics in a person that we really want to pay attention to and we want to make sure we pinpoint as the things that we look for in the ideal mate and partner, But then we come across these men, as we're trying to like figure life out, who all of a sudden have this supreme anxiety they're trying to displace onto us. And they have us trying to carry that weight. I remember specifically, I was talking about his home dude, right? 
I'm going to save his name because, you know, we don't got money for lawsuits, like I said. So, homeboy, I'm going to call him... Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> you be ready with the names. I'm going to call him Jacob. All right. So, Jacob is a good friend of a friend. You know, I have all these friend of friends. I ain't shit. I love to <laughs> fuck up shit. So, Jacob is a friend of a homegirl, right? They go way back. So Jacob, the first time I ever met him was at a, like a black function. Um, during the summertime, I was looking cute, thick, juicy, busting out this little skirt, this little dress of mine. Okay, my head was wrapped up looking like Mama Africa on fucking steroids out here ready to twerk before and after she do a little Shambhala around the room. All right. So he's clearly feeling my whole shit. Now, I know niggas like him. I've, I've had many experience with them growing up on the islands and like being around a whole bunch of nigga friends who don't know how to act. And he was a kind of type who would like, you know, be a little touchy touchy and be like, wow, you real juicy. You wrote that girl da, 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 talking mad shit. And so the kind of dudes that tend to act and behave that way are dudes who I really don't actually pay attention to. Right. Like I'm not going to give you no serious airtime because you clearly about some goofy shit and I could entertain goofy, but just know that like that's the limitations for what this could ever be because you set the precedent, you set the tone. So he was interacting with me on that kind of level. You know, I'm like, ki, ki, ki. You know, he's saying some slick shit. I'm coming back with a wit. It's a back and forth. It's lighthearted. It's cute. You know, it's in the moment. Fast forward a couple months. We're kicking it at this function, another kind of party. And I'm like fucked up on some weed and I'm like low-key dying. You, were, I think you were there that night. I was like choking my life away. Yes. Okay. Because I'm crazy. All right, whatever. So that's a whole other story. So I'm over here dying, trying to catch my lungs. And I'm over here like literally, can somebody please bring me a bottle of motherfucking water? I promise you I'm not doing this for attention. Save me. <laughs> so so he comes to my rescue, right? Thank God. Um, and then like out of nowhere in the midst of trying to help me recoup, professes like his immense like for me. And says, you know, something to the effect of, I've liked you for such a long time. I think that you're super attractive. I just want to let you know, you know, I'm actually a free man right now. Um, I'm no longer in a relationship. Mind you, he'd been in a relationship the entire time. He was doing all that super shit earlier on, right? Um, and I'm like free, but I'm low-key like, you know, I'm looking for somebody serious. I got a kid, you know, I want something that I know like is legit and I want to get to know you type shit. And so like a couple things are going through my head. One, what the fuck? <laughs> First of all, I'm dying, nigga. Could you have wait till I fucking like a better occasion of all the motherfucking times you want to profess your love to me? You want to profess your love to me while I'm about to fucking lay the fuck out on these streets? Like, jeez, are you depressed? And secondly, like, what? Like, where and how? Like, where did this come from, right? And isn't that just weird? I just feel like, who does that? And like, why? And it just, I think it's been so interesting because ever since then, He's been, like, trying to hit me up and get me to go out with him. And I feel like, you know, that's all fine. But I feel like there's a kind of intensity with which he's pursuing me that's, like, on this ticking clock, right? He's very much so, I can tell. He's like, you know, I'm about to be 30. I'm really looking for the one. I'm looking for my queen. And, you know, it doesn't help that all of his friends and his peers are getting married you know and like I, i'm sure you can relate to that i'm sure you have friends who are like about to get married or have oh, gotten married yeah. right i have yeah i have not my close inner circle but i do have like a lot of friends especially like in my school right now because it's a graduate program everyone's going to weddings everyone's getting married 
even my one of my really close friends, um, which you'll find this actually interesting, because she and her boyfriend met in the church, I think that he very much wants to get married, you know, before he turns 30. He's finishing up his um, dental PhD at Tufts right now. And he has actually told her about that, his whole plan where he wanted to be married before he turned 30. Mm -hmm. And for her, you know, she's 28. So she's been dating him for a while. She really likes him and cares about him. But for her, I think that her issue with it too is, does he love me or does he just love me enough to put me in his plan? Mm. And we've had talks about this a couple mm-hmm. of times because mm-hmm. I feel like once you make it like, oh, so this is what I want in my life, right. you take like the romance out of it for all women. And it becomes transactional. It does. Yeah. And it just feels like, do you actually care about me or did I just show up at the right time? Yes. And could I have been substituted for someone else? else? And I'm like, no one wants that kind of love, right? No one wants to be in a predicament or a situation with someone where they know like they could have easily been replaced, right? Any good person would have been suitable for this role. And I don't think that that's the kind of love we're signing up for no. when we say we sign up for that kind of thing. And I think that that's what's most interesting, right? Because when we think about it, there's a kind of double standard that operates here, right? Like there's so many women I feel like because we've been socialized and and all that yada yada, right? I think all the history behind how women are raised to think more proactively about long, long-term relationship and partnership and be much more invested in it than men are. And I think with all of that, you tend to find more often women who at an earlier stage think in those terms, but they're like looked at as crazy or too clingy or too serious, you know, and not too light and like not lighthearted enough and they don't know how to have casual sex. And so men tend to like stigmatize and demonize women who know what they want and have a vision and a plan for their life, right? But yet here we are and like the roles are reversed and these men are literally doing the very same things that we just a while back ago, we're being condemned for, right? And all of a sudden now, the rationale is supposed to be self-evident, right? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be just like a, okay, well, we're here. And because it's a man and now he's ready, the terms are all set. And of course, it's like, it should be acceptable. But that's like fucked up. Nah, nigga. Anybody trying to get married to your ass? How the fuck you know I want to be with you, right? And who the fuck says your plan is my plan? Yeah. Yeah, I I 100% agree. And it's funny that you say that because I feel like, like you're saying, like us as women, especially like just very emotional women, I think we start out like going on dates with guys and expecting like, oh, hey, maybe in the future, like this will actually work out. But at the age of like your mid 20s, maybe your younger 20s, men aren't really out here like looking for that. And then I feel like, okay, well, once you've kind of just been like, okay, well, uh, I'm not going to go out there and look for just that kind of love then you get to a point where men are out here in 28 32 years of age and they're just like oh now i just need to find somebody and then i think that all just traces back like well now what do we have left to give as women because we've given ourselves to these men earlier and now we just feel like can we really trust them Mm -hmm. or are we just here at the right place and right time Mm -hmm. because like at the same time like yeah we all like that's a great thing to like get married and have kids and like that's the end goal for a lot of people right. but like who's to say that's gonna even stay yeah. one in two marriages end up in divorce nowadays so it's just kind of like putting all this pressure on it at a specific time and place is just not helping the situation it's not it's not healthy it's not realistic it's actually fucked up right exactly so this actually reminds me of an article that they came out a couple months ago if not like a whole year ago um where they talked about 
or maybe it was a thread. I think it was actually a thread on, on social media, either Twitter or one of those uh, platforms. But basically, they were talking about, I think someone asked a question, you know, like, for you guys out there who are married, do you think that you married Mrs. Wright or was it Mrs. Right now, right? Do you think you married for love or for convenience? And it was so astounding that the number of people who responded actually said they married Mrs. Right now, right? Not Mrs. Right. That a lot of men had actually admitted publicly, okay, that they had ended up with women who were just in the right place at the right time when they were ready to fucking get married, right? When they were finally ready to get their shit together and settle down. But that the real woman who they had as the love of their lives, the women who put in the kind of work that helped to really cultivate them, I mean, the men who they're able to be right now, to even be in the mind frame to say they're ready to fucking settle the fuck down, are no longer in their life. And that they lost that opportunity. And I think that's such a fucking predicament and conundrum to be in, right? Like, I don't know what to even make of that. Like, is that, like, is that the future of our relationships and, like, and, like, romance and what it will look like now for us? And I just feel like, too, the thing that is crazy to me is a lot of these men that are, because... You know, like I'm just turning 25 like next week that are still in my age range are just so afraid of like that happening too, right? Mm. Like they're so like terrified of like finding the right woman, but like at a point in their lives where they feel like they still want to like sow their wild oats. So what they'll do is even if they do find somebody, they'll just be like, no, cut it before it even goes further because then you never have to know you never have to want something if you never have to know right what if you living. don't know if right you, if you don't know if you don't know the extent out. exactly right so it's kind of like ignorance is bliss ignorance is bliss and so we find these men settling with these very half-ass haphazard relation or situationships just for the sake of it out of convenience and then ending them when they're no longer convenient for them right i.e when they no longer feel as though they are able to coast through it without having to invest too much emotionally. And it's so, I think it's ironic. I think it's sad. I think it's a lot of things. But most importantly, I think that it's a disservice to like what love ought to look like, yeah. you know? No, I'm sorry, gentlemen, whoever you may be, just because now you're ready and now you're wanting to settle down so vigorously does not mean that I have to be on the same page. And I think what bothers me the most, you know, I think here's what I will say. We all mature and develop at our own rates, right? So let's not even pretend like everybody at any moment in given time is ready. We're not. Hell, I ain't ready, Okay. <laughs> And at one point, I thought I was, and I was like, bitch, no, chill the fuck out. You not. You got hella shit left you want to do with yourself, and you're also wild as fuck. So let's just claim all of that. And so I think it's fine for people to not be ready, right? It's fine for people to take some time to get where they want to go. My issue is when these men literally expect you, and not just expect you, but when they actually have ill feelings towards you for not having those feelings reciprocated right like we're not reciprocating the very feelings that they have and i think that that's ridiculous and preposterous just because you're in a place in your life where you know for sure that now you are ready to settle down and the one woman that so happens to be in your circle or on your radar as you're at this stage of your life like is there and available to you doesn't mean that she has to be in the same place as you and in fact you cannot get mad at her for not being on your same page my nigga that's not how that shit works yeah 
It's so ironic to me. Look how the tables have turned. And I think, like, the crazy thing, too, is, like, I'm a really big feminist, and I just feel, I actually, like you said, I do feel, like, bad for these men, right? Because here they are, like, you know, at this time of their lives, and they're, like, probably, like, meeting the best girl of their entire life, and they're just, like, I don't know what to do with this. I'm not ready for all of it. And then once you get to a certain age, you feel pressured by your family or your work or whatever. Or society. Or just society, exactly. And then you just pick whoever. And they could have been, like, the worst person in the world for you. And then what happens? You have kids and end up in divorce. And then you can, you know, your whole life could go to shit. Just because of you. This, like, self-imposed construct of a time yes the self-imposed construct of time this timeline that is totally fucking fabricated and i think it's a timeline that impacts all of our lives right because i think women even we can't pretend like we are not subjected to the same kind of like ridiculousness where by a certain age like listen to me last just last year my motherfucking mom was like so and mind you this is coming from a woman who's super conservative right at least religiously so not quite politically, but religiously conservative and has some very, you know, traditional values around what it means to be in a relationship and to be married to a good Christian man who loves the Lord, you know, being saved and sanctified and all that jazz. And even my mother was displaying some very like irrational and very intense feelings about my ability to reproduce. And she was like, so what's up? You're 26 years old and you deadass have zero kids and you're not married. When are you going to have some kids? And I'm like, y'all are actually buck wild crazy. Which the fuck one is it? Do you want me to have some kids out of wedlock? Or you want me to wait till I find a goddamn man? Which one is it? God damn it. Right? And like this like idea that my body is on a timeline and that my life should be on some kind of timeline and a clock is this like this kind of ubiquitous perpetual clock is ticking out in the metaphysical sphere and if i don't keep up with it i'm gonna miss out right and time will have left me and passed me and i think yes we know that like women have a certain age range within which they need to actually procreate right but still i think that 26 is kind of fucking young still yeah you know and like nowadays it's kind of funny because i feel like depending on where you live has a big like role in like when you will actually have children like in 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 like cities like mm-hmm. boston or new york there it's shown that most women nowadays aren't even getting pregnant until they're in like 33 34 mm-hmm. and most of the pregnancies are actually considered geriatric pregnancies because of the fact that we wait so long to develop our careers. And like we said, this whole timeline, we have to wait for the man to develop his career too. We have to be on the same page, have our money and our finances together if you're going to school and going through the whole path of that. And by the time that you actually have kids, you're already like 35. Yeah. So it's also, I think that plays a really big role as well versus like if you stayed, maybe if you did stay at home and Mm -hmm. you didn't, actually take that long college route but you did like a trade school or something and you had a boyfriend in high school that you ended up with for a really long time you could have kids at 25 so i just think it's also like the culture that you are surrounded by yeah and embedded in absolutely i think that's correct i think you're right in saying that where we are in our lives will determine exactly what we decide to pursue in the moments right right and 
I think that's a part of it. I also think that our family members and kind of what they intend for us and like what they want from us and their ideas and values around where we should be in our lives has a big role to play in what we ultimately follow, you know, what process we find to be the most legitimate one. Um, but I do think it's it's a it's quite a predicament that we find ourselves in, those of us who are in our twenties, both men and women. Um individuals, all of us, who are thinking about what it means to partner up and find our mates. And it's just so interesting, this phenomenon of these men who are approaching their 30s really feeling an intense anxiety around having to show up and show out as men who are stable, men who are serious, and men who are settled. And I wonder what that will mean for those women, like such as ourselves, who are like, I hear you, bruh, and that's cool and all, but, like, I'm not the one, you know? Or, like, can you at least give me a chance, you know? And I think that there's something super unromantic that we mentioned earlier about that. No one wants to feel like they are just convenient. Who wants... I don't want a love of convenience. Like, as you said, like, those kinds of relationships will end, you know, they typically end prematurely and they end disastrously. If you're with some just someone just because you think, well, yeah, I mean, she's a good girl. She meets all the basic requirements. You know, I like her. We can make it work. And maybe this is a testament to like what we look for in our partners. You know, do you think that men fundamentally look for different things in women than women are looking for in men? Those of us who are heterosexual. So actually like, as you were talking, I was thinking as well about like the maybe the number of partners that you have had in your sexual history as well okay. as being a pretty big aspect of that. Okay. Because I feel like if you've had a large number of like sexual partners in your history and you really haven't had like a whole like whole long relationships and then like for men who are approaching their 30s, maybe they don't even know what to look for. And they've just been having like these all these partners and everything, and so now at blindly, blindly, right, right, Mm -hmm. right, and then so like now at this point they're just like, well, I'll just pick somebody, anyone, and that's a good point, yeah. Because if you think about it, right, I going back to what I mentioned earlier about how we are programmed and socialized, we're more not programmed, rather socialized as women to think more proactively about how we date and what we should be looking for, right? Because this idea of being settled and being married is more ingrained in us and made to be more important for us than it is for our male peers. I think that we have a better keenness in identifying those characteristics and traits that make for a good mate because we had enough time over the years to have had practiced that, right? Whereas our male partners or peers are out here just fucking for the sake of fucking, hooking up and linking up with a whole bunch of women just for the experience, not being very proactive or thinking very clearly or actively about what it is in a woman that they find interesting or to be ideal characteristics and traits that they would want as markers in a, a mate, a lifelong mate. And so you're right. I think that by the time they get to the age where now they have to figure it out, they don't even know what the fuck to look for. And so they do settle for any and anything that looks pretty much like a very standardized, decent like offering of a woman. <laughs> but it's just, I, I think that that's, I, and that just leads back to me feeling like kind of bad for these men mm. because 
having that kind of life experience and not actually figuring out what works for you or what kind of mate you should have or actually if you're going to be able to love this person for everything that they are or if you're just going to be able to have a life with them. Right, right. Or love them for the convenience of what they represent in this role, right? Because I think sometimes we think very... I think what we're finding is that many of us are, are subject to this and I think guilty of this but men at this particular moment and space of their life i think are even more susceptible because what they're looking for it seems is someone who will just fit the role of being a good woman in the most basic and superficial sense ever but i also think that there's clearly that's a detrimental kind of predicament to be in right because what does it mean to love someone, like you said, for who they are and know the kind of work that that requires? And unless you've been really practicing with like learning to love and accept people and think through the things that are just not going to work for you and things that will and things you can compromise on, then you are not going to be well equipped to work through that with anyone, right? And you're setting yourself up for master failure. Absolutely so. I think... You know, we as a society have to do better. We have to do better by our men. We have to do better by all of us. I think the thing about patriarchy and misogyny, heteronormativity, all these systems and operating structures that put the onus and responsibility of being well-rounded human beings on women, right? Or non-male bodies. They, they have actually worked to do the service of every single fucking person mm-hmm. that belongs to this society in our communities. Because we have men over here who are illiterate as fuck, emotionally unintelligent, and do not even know where to begin with looking for quality love, right? And building strong and formidable relationships and partnerships with people based on characteristics that are beyond the surface. And you have women out here sometimes, I think, who also on the other end may be too quick, too early to jump into things because they feel like they have to find the right thing right now in the moment, right? Um, And that's also not fair, that we have all that pressure put onto us from such an earlier time and earlier age. So, you know, to all the niggas out there who are approaching 30 and feeling like this is when they have to actually settle the fuck down and make a name for themselves and to the women who find themselves having to really court these men and deal with them i want to say this you know the only timeline that fucking matters is the one that actually matters and that's the one that you construct for yourself based upon your actual lived needs and identified needs otherwise Fuck this this systemic notion of clocks and times and timelines. Yes, women, our bodies tick. However, science is real as fuck, and there's so many alternatives to getting children in this world at a later age. Janet Jackson, 52. Hello. And so we can get babies whenever the fuck we want to have babies. And I think that if we continue to think more critically about how we partner that all of that will soon work itself out, you know? But I think that we have to be careful about putting the pressure on one another to be in places where we're not ready to be in. And I think we have to be much more conscientious about how we date. We need to all do a better job at dating critically, 
I think is what it is, right? Like, day critically, when you are with someone, even if you know that you're not going to be with them for the rest of your life, that's fine. Still consider, what is it about this person that actually intrigues me, right? What is a characteristic this person possesses that I know I would want to see again in someone else? What do I know I cannot fucking do it ever again? <laughs> and I do not ever want to have to encounter. You know, I think being very mindful about going through this journey is going to make it better for everyone involved in the end, so... Yeah, and I just want to say we're not attacking men who are definitely, like, going into their 30s. We're just saying, you know, like, like Jester said, if you're going to hoe it up, hey, we've all had our past. You know, I'm not better than anybody else out here. But critically look at these people that you are with. And like she said, like, just pick out the things that you know that you cannot deal with, basically. If, If you get anything from somebody at least those things will give you a pretty good background on what to look for in the future when you are ready. Yes, yes. So we can be mind- more mindful and conscientious lovers. This is Jess, and you've just been just decolonized. See ya.